for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Here it is, another Tuesday. It is September 13th, 2022, and today's guest is Ryan Glitzky. Welcome back to another episode of the Fall Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Blasey, and today's episode is 235. Today's guest hails from PA. He is a repeat offender on the podcast, Ryan Glitzky. They also call him Moose. He's a he's a bigger dude, but he is one of the best dudes. Today's a good podcast. We get into a lot of stuff that a lot of guys are going through right now. We get into a deep dive of gear prep. We talk about the mental preparation coming into the season. And something that Ryan does is he really tries to visualize the season as a whole and how he's going to adapt to different situations. He does that by getting back in the in the vault of all of his hunts and you know things that have happened to him in the past and just kind of working those through his his brain and refreshing himself and just really figuring out how he adapted to different situations so he's ready for everything. He basically prepares for the worst and hopes for the best. That's where he's at with it. So this is a good podcast. We get into some other things as far as you know, strengths and weaknesses, what he's trying to work on for this year. We we do do a deep dive in the gear thing. Um, but a lot of people are going through that right now. So I get it. I think it's I think it's a good time to get into that. But it's it's a good podcast. So we're gonna get into that in a second, but I do want to talk about some partners, Exodus Trail Cams, guys. I mean, right now a lot of people are probably getting camera pictures right now and trying to get game plans on deer if you guys are looking for a reliable really good cell cam look no further than exodus outdoor gear check them out go to exodusoutdoorgear.com 
and pick up a camera. Next is uh, Arrows Vector Vector Custom Shop. I've got a code. It's Fall Ten. If you guys want to save some money on some arrows, use Fall Ten to save some money. And you know, I've been shooting quite a bit. And actually, I was gonna go with the HMRs this year, but I reverted back to the ZMRs. I really like how they're flying. I got a three fletch ZMR, 480 grains with 125 grain helix up front. Things are flying unbelievable. So that's going to be the hunting arrow this year. So go to VectorCustomShop.com, build your arrows, get those things coming because it's late. I mean, we're in September now, so let's get them going. Next is Helix. Helix Broadheads, guys, I got a code FALLHX10. We'll get you some broadheads. Go check them out at helixbroadheads.com. You guys will not be disappointed. These things fly amazing. If you guys want any information on them, hit me up. DM me. Call Helix if you want. Talk to Brian or Tim. They will help you guys out tremendously. And also, I'm doing a lot of sharpening right now. So I have their their pro sharpener and I've got their field sharpener as well. So you're going to want one of those as well. Once you throw them through a you know, through a target, you're going to want to put another edge on those things to make sure you're good to go for this fall. Next, Latitude Tree Saddles. I have a code also for Latitude, and it is, it is the, or no, it is Fall Podcast, I believe. I should probably look for that real quick. I think it's Fall Podcast. It's the Fall Podcast. Check out Latitude Tree Saddles. Use the Fall Podcast to save some money on accessories, on classic two saddles, and saddle kits. You, it doesn't work for a method two, but it will work for accessories and classic saddle kits. So do that. The Fall Podcast. Check them out at latitudeoutdoors.com. Lastly, Garmin. Guys, if you want to know anything more about Garmin, hit me up because I've been using a Garmin site since 2019 now. Um, I've got the A1XI Pro. Um, been shooting that thing, and it is so easy to, I have the A1i as well, but I have an A1i Pro now, and that thing is so easy to get set up. It's even easier than the A1i. I, it's crazy how much easier it is to set up, but check those guys out at Garmin.com. So with that being said, I also want to reiterate one thing, guys, I need some reviews and I need some ratings. So go to iTunes, go right now. I mean, literally go to iTunes. If you go in there, find my podcast. If you have not did a written review, if you scroll down, it says tap to rate, hit five stars, and then go in there and it says right underneath it, it says write a review. You can leave it anonymous as well. Write something in there, how you like the podcast, maybe how you hate it. I don't care. I just need some reviews, need more in there. That's how this thing keeps going and how it gets out to more listeners. So please do that. All right. With that being said, let's get over to this interview with Ryan. And uh, you guys will not regret listening to this one because it is good. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Fall Podcast. And today I've got an awesome guest on. He is a repeat offender. Ryan Glitzky is on with me today. And dude, thank you very much for coming back on because I, you know, you and I talked a couple months ago when we did an episode, we did episode 206. I'm like, hey, when it gets closer to season, let's do this again. Because yep. the mental side of things that, I mean, you're you're elite in everything you do on the, on the whitetail side of things in my eyes, but like you're super elite in the mental side of things. And I want to break that down a little bit today. Sounds good, man. Well, good deal. So 
I don't think we need to really do introductions. I think you've been on enough podcasts and you yeah, know, people, people knew the hell I am. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you know, you could tell people where you're from. You're out in PA, right? You're still out yep, there? South yep, yeah, the uh, big buck state of PA, uh southwest region. Uh, you know, uh kind of wish I would have been born like Iowa or Kansas or something, but <laughs> don't we all? But you know, yeah, but you know what? It made me the hunter I am today. That's kind of how I look at it. For sure, know? man. For sure. Well, good. So, you know, today I want to get into a couple things. And right now, you know, we're recording uh, middle of September. I mean, season's coming. When do you guys open? End of September? Uh, October 1st. Oh, you are in October 1st. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's a uh, special regulations area that come, I think, uh, not this Saturday, the following Saturday, I believe, like middle of September. Uh, but for my area, it's October 1st. I got you. I, for some reason, I was thinking you guys were like the last Saturday in September or something like that. Yeah, I tell you what, I, I will say this. So I got a few buddies up in like North Dakota. They've been in Nebraska, Kentucky. I'm jealous. Oh, dude. I mean, there's already some <laughs> velvet bucks, some great bucks being dropped. Uh, you know, awesome. Uh, but I think next year I got to be a part of that. <laughs> you and me state, both. But yeah, I'm going to get into this September thing next year for sure. Yeah, I got a couple buddies, Tyler Bentley and Nick Coheely. They're out in North Dakota right now. And Tyler, he, oh, he killed the hammer. Dude, he was 160 yeah. at like oh. full velvet. It and I'm like, he Damn. called me, and I'm like, you son of a bitch! Like, <laughs> oh, that is awesome, man. That's uh, yep. awesome for him, man. Yeah, I, he puts the work in. He does, dude. He 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 puts like so much work, time, and effort, and work in, and and it's just good to see guys like that like reap the yep. benefits of it. You know, yeah, for sure. Yep. So yep. good for him. But I'm I'm going next year, hopefully. So <laughs> same here, man. I'm figuring out something. Yep, for sure. Well, good deal. Let's get into this. Let's let's talk uh, let's talk gear prep first because that is something everybody's doing right now. Um, you know, middle of September. What are you doing right now as far as keeping your gear straight, keeping it organized, and making sure it's up to snuff? Uh, you know what? I'm like everybody. I'll shoot a couple arrows a night, make sure the bow and all that's all in check. Um, but when it comes to the other gear, like clothing, backpack, all that stuff, your tree stands out or wherever you decide to take. That's the stuff here in the next couple of weeks. I kind of tweak. Um, like this last past Saturday, you know, of course, I'm with Lone Wolf Custom Gear guys now, White Toe Addiction team. And I kind of, you know, I'm sound stand up, figuring out what straps I'm using, all those little odds and ends. Um, big thing I'm doing too is I'm practicing. I'm not waiting until the season comes in to go up the tree first time. Sure. Because um, we all know how that first day is. It, like we, we're, we're all wound up, ready to go. We get up a tree, and it, it takes like three times as long to get settled in that morning. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a gong it, show. <laughs> yeah. You know, then after that, you're all right. But I like to do that in the backyard next couple of weeks. Um, you know, I'm self-filming this year, too. That's going to be a new challenge for me personally. So that's a little extra setup, a little extra things I got to do. So I, I want to fine-tune all that now. I want to run up a tree, you know, a dozen times in my backyard before the season comes in. I don't want to do that. October 1st and say I'm already on a good buck and and I make a mistake that he knows I'm in there. You know what I mean? To oh, make yeah. a sound or something like that. So that's what I'm keen in right now. Um, is there gear I need to buy, purchase, you know, something worn out, new pair of boots, something like that. All those little details like that I'm going through right now. Uh, Gear-wise, just preparing. I don't want – I'm real anal with making sure every little thing is silent. I'm not going to have a failure on my bow broadheads, you know, all those little details. Um, those little details are what's going to cost you a big buck. You know what I mean? 100%. So right now I'm trying to, I'm trying to weed all that stuff out right now and, uh, you know, and, and keep it kind of basic too. You know what I mean? I don't want a bunch of oddball shit on my bow, all this crazy shit up in the tree. I kind of keep it basic in my pack anymore. The older I get, I don't, if I don't use it on a hunt, 
you know, every hunt, it usually doesn't go in my pack. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Anymore. I want to keep it light. I want to keep mobile. I want to keep efficient and just keep it simple. And that's, that's key in my opinion, being consistent. You don't need a lot of garbage up a tree with you. Cause a lot of times that's going to cost you. You know, what type of hunter are you? Are you a minimalist then? Speaking that way, yeah, are you, are you pretty yeah, minimalist? I'm, I'm starting to eventually go that way now. Uh, you know, before it was like, how much shit can I put in a bag? Uh, I'm <laughs> the same way. Mean? If there's a and, pocket, I'm stuffing it. Yeah. And anymore, and just talking to a couple of guys, you know, aren't these, some of these guys that are straight up killers just trying to follow these guys and, you know, replicate what they're doing. And a lot of times just keep it simple. You know what I mean? 100%. I mean, yeah, you need your bodies, you need your range fire, you need your release. You know, I'm an all day grinder too. I'll rut hunt. My biggest thing there is I need food and something to drink. Um, but a lot of that other shit, you know, I don't. I don't take a lot of stuff. I keep I keep a kill kit in my truck. So a lot of times I don't need to take that in the timber. So if I kill a buck, I come back to the truck. Mm-hmm. I get changed. I grab my kill kit. Then I go in, take pictures, all that stuff. I don't take that stuff in me. I'm deep sometimes, too, in the big woods mountains. I still don't take all that stuff in with me. I'd rather come out and pack light, you know, for the hunt. You sure. Know, just take an extra time, come back to the truck and get that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm more... Older I get, I know just shit's getting heavy. I'm tired of carrying crap or what, but I'm think I'm going more towards that minimalist stuff now. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny you say that because I've totally flipped my whole style this spring and summer that I've known for the last ten years. I flipped it right on its head. Like, yeah, you know, I'm going back to saddle hunting. I saddle yeah. hunted ten years ago, and I'm going back to strictly all saddle hunting, which. You know, I, I've been messing around with that, and finally I've got – so I, I started weighing stuff the other day because I just want to have a good idea. I went to yeah. a different pack. I bought a Eberly Stock Bandit pack. It's like 830 cubic inches. It's tiny. But I'll tell you what, dude. I, I'm running a pocket arm this year. Um, my pocket arm, my Manfrotto fluid head, my camera, the battery, the lens, um, the mic, a GoPro – and four mini sticks with four straps, my platform, uh, my grunt tube, my tree saw, and I'm just trying to think of everything here. Everything in, in my two calls, I'm taking two calls, and everything right there, I'm at 19 pounds. Oh, going yeah, in. that's sweet. Yeah, that's and, sweet. And, yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, and, and my biggest thing, too, is like I want to feel – this, this might be a weird analogy, but I want to feel athletic out there. Like I don't want, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't want 100%. my clothes hanging yeah, I off me. I, I want it to yep. be like kind of form fitting, tight. Like I bought new Krispies this year because I needed new boots, so I bought new Thor twos. Like, dude, I am, I am mentally right now. I am so checked in. I am like <laughs> dying right yep, now. Same here. Yep. Same here. Like so I'm tedious for that kind of stuff also. Now, now none of us should be bitching whining about an extra six ounces or an no. extra pound or nope. something. You know what I mean? Nope. To me is, you know, quit eating Dunkin' Donuts in the morning and lose five pounds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. If you want to lose yep. weight. You know, you got to, there's, there's some stuff gets a little, I see some that gets a little ridiculous trying to save ounces. You yeah. know, um, you still have to be efficient. So you got to remember that, you know what I mean? Um, guys got to be that you want to be still be comfortable when you're out there. So sure. you don't want to, you know, get down to a certain point where you're not comfortable. Then you start making mistakes when you're when the long haul of the seasons, you know, for starts. sure. And I was always the guy to like, I would always take two releases with me. I would, and I'm, I'm not yeah. doing it this year. Same like, here. Yep. you yep. know, Same here. and I would take extra stuff like, I don't I can't even think of like what else I would take but like I would just take extra stuff and I'm like dude you know that knife sits in my freaking pack all 
freaking year and I never take it out. Why do I have it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So yep. same way with you, like kill kits in the truck. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like yep. if you I've, kill, yep. you go back to the truck, you get that shit, you put, you know, I got different clothes that I'm going to use now. Like for yep. my hunting clothes is strictly just hunting, you know, and that's yep, something that's what I do. I changed up my system this year too. Like as far as hunting clothes, like I was, uh, you know, my outer layers and, and system was kind of a hodgepodge. Like I just, and it worked, mm-hmm. but this year yeah. I, I went like, like kind of full Sitka stuff because I love their whitetail system. Like I honestly yeah. think their whitetail system, it, you know, Sitka comes with hate, but I don't care to be honest with you. Oh, so yeah, like, I have, I have it also, you I, know, their, their, their strategy series is dude. arguably one of the best all day grind and rut. It's hard to beat the, the strategy system, uh, from Sitka. Um, you know, Hey, you can go Walmart or big lots, or whatever, and buy camo kill 170 mm-hmm. deer every year. Right. Um, but, if like my my opinion with the clothing part the part is yes it can be expensive and it can get a little out of hand but the what my style hunting and put as much time as i do in the woods i want to be comfortable for sure as much as i can and that's the reason why i end up spending that money on that kind of equipment sometimes for me it's worth it for just like me i'm a kuyu guy now i've really switched up kuyu because i'm athletically built it fits me good when i'm in the big woods the mountains it fits me when i'm hiking back in a mile mile and a half I'm comfortable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's my big thing now is not lugging those big rubber boots or, you know what I mean? feels like you're, you know, your boxers down around your kneecaps, you yep. know, after you walk, you know, I, it, why? There's no need Done for with now it, man. with technology. Yeah. yeah. There's no need for it. Well, you know, and the Kuyu stuff is unreal. Like it is top notch shit, but yeah. where I had the problem with the Kuyu and it's not a big problem, but I was trying it all on and my buddies have some garments and stuff and I borrowed some and I was like just playing with it. And I'm like, I just didn't like how loud the things that I liked, how loud yeah. they were. And that's where like a Sitka, I think, I think kind of rivals it up maybe by a little bit Kuyu is because it's built quiet yeah you know you're, what i mean i've have it all uh, i'm 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 worse than a woman buying shoes first <laughs> man let me tell you comes on clothes. i got tougher when bins just full of clothes numa yep. oh, whatever yeah. you know i'm bad with it and i tell guys i get a lot of questions that what's the best me personally i prefer kuyu but it can be a little noisier a little bit compared to other brands and it's not going to be as warm. It is built more for mountain mountain hunting where you're moving a little bit more. Um, they do have some new systems out there that will keep you a little warmer. I wear a heated vest also, which helps tremendously. And my base layer is marina wool. That helps me. I'm comfortable. I'm okay with being a little uncomfortable. Sure. Uh, but now you're Sitka. I told guys, it's quieter and you're going to stay warm. You yeah. know, that's, you know, that is, uh, guys tell me, Sitka, it's hard to beat. But that all day, all day sits, it's hard to beat. It really, yeah. really is. Well, and it's, you know, I film for a living too. So a lot of the trips we go on, my boss is a lot of mountain hunting. And, yeah. you know, and I have like Kuyu stuff. It's the same kind of stuff as Kuyu, but it's actually Cabela's mountain wear stuff. And yeah. I love it. But I, I like, that's what I've been whitetail hunting in all these years. But the thing is, is like, I'll go, like, I was in Kentucky last week on a hunt and I sweated my bag off, dude, like yeah. filming. And I'm like, you know, you're constantly washing shit. You, there's no scent control when you're in early season like that Mm-mm. stuff. You can't. No. Nope. Um, so my whole thing was like, you know, from the past years, I'm like, I don't want to just turn around and use this stuff on my own. 
my own hunts too. Like I, you know, I, yeah. I, like I want film like work wear and then it's like wearing a suit. You know what I mean? If you got to wear a yeah. suit and tie, it's like, I got that for work, but then I got street clothes <laughs> yeah. for yeah. my hunting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's how I justified it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I agree. Yep. No, that's good though, because, uh, minimalist for sure. Like that I'm, I'm taking that approach and you know, all these big buck killers, like you said, man, that's what they do. They take the yeah. minimal stuff. That's that's something I've uh, like I said last course the last couple of years, um, I, I've really tried to put myself around some of the best of the best. You sure. know what I mean? And that's a couple of things I've really picked up on is their lawnmower minimalist. And the other thing is how aggressive they are. Um, they are highly intelligent hunters when it comes to reading sign and being woodsmen, um, playing to win the thermals. But they are super aggressive. You know, that's yeah. something I've, a couple things I've really taken from the best of the best. Yep, definitely. I, I couldn't agree more. I want to retract my statement too. I, I did say big buck killers. I'm, I'm what I mean by that is consistent buck killers. You know what I yeah. mean? You don't have yeah. to, don't yeah. have to target giant animals all the time. No, I, mean, some the, I, I'm, I tell guys all the time that they, we know who the best of the best are. Andy May, Dan Fault, yes. you know, these guys are the best of the best, but there's some guy in, South Carolina that kills a four-year-old 120-inch deer, one or two every year, and probably smoke all of us. <laughs> yeah, I know it, dude. You know, there's an un- you know, that we don't the, the best of the best part are unknown, to yep. be honest with you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So going back to the episode you and I talked a couple months ago, you were talking about possibly getting a new bow. Did you end up getting a new bow this year? No, hell no. I'm still hunting, <laughs> I'm still shooting this damn bow. I know. I'm horrible. Guys make fun of me. It's like, listen. I know. First off, I spent too much damn money on every other crap, troll cameras and clothes and everything else. <laughs> then it comes around like, shit, I want to drop $2,500 on a new setup. And I'm going to sit there yeah. like, man, well, I can buy 10 more trail cameras or I could buy the new Kuyu jacket or, you know, right. and it's like, before you know it, it's like, it's August. I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I, I got to a point in the summer. It's like, ah, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm right. confident in my boat. She, now I will go on record. She's retired after this year. I is am. She? That is, I'm going to retire. That is it. This is her last season. And it's getting put away at 17 years. I, people are like, what? And I said, listen, she got new strings cables. I blow through <laughs> everything I shoot at. You know what I mean? Like, I have no issues for efficiency out of that boat. But I'm confident. So and that's the thing. I just, I have a hard time. I'm just so damn confident of that boat. The buck's 40 yards or under. I feel he's coming home. Yeah. That's just how I am with it, you know? Well, and that, that, that goes a long way. Like this is usually, I mean, in the past I was always like maybe every year or every other year I was getting a new bow. Well, this bow I've got, this will be year three with it. And I popped it open again today and, you know, put some broadheads on. I've been shooting broadheads here and there, but I put broadheads on and put my lighted knocks on because I wanted the setup to be the same way. And I shot and I'm like, I'm just throwing darts out to 40. And I'm like, yep, this, like I am, like I said at the beginning of this, I am so confident right now, like with my That's setup. Yep. With if there is anything that I need to do more before October first, I need to do more practice runs in a tree in the yard. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the saddle, yep. taking the camera up, putting the arm on. You know, it's like those things, those little details you talk about. Like that makes the difference. You talk to oh, Jake. Talk is. to Jake yep. Bush. 
He's oh, the most detailed yes. whitetail hunter I've ever met in my life. Yes, he by hundred percent. He is his detail, his, his attention detail is unreal, and that's the reason why the kid kills Boone and Crockett's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly why he's yeah. consistent on public land with the Giants. It's the details, and that's why I said, like me and my bow, like yeah, she's an oldie, but the comps there, and it's simple. That's sure. why I said I just have a simple rest, simple sights, you know. I just sometimes you can get too many gadgets anymore. Yep. Um, that's not going to replace woodsmanship, you know, at the end of the day. Right. And you look at these guys that, that keep it, like I said, we're talking about keeping, excuse me, can't talk tonight, keeping it simple. You know, you look at guys that do that and look what they kill. They keep it simple. You know what I mean? It comes down to other, they put a lot more effort in other details of the hunt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. It, you know, it, you know, and a lot of people say, you know, the latest and greatest gear don't don't kill kill the deer. I agree mm-hmm. with that to an extent. Clothing though kills deer because clothing I, that, keeps you out there yeah, longer. That, that's always been an interesting. I think it come up. I I think it was. Uh, I was listening to a podcast. You brought me up. We were talking about clothing killing deer. I'm thinking, boy, there's probably guys like this guy's full of shit. You know what I mean? I kill mine my Walmart Walmart flannels or whatever, which is true. You know what I mean? But I think it depends on your style, your hunt. Also. Sure. You know what I mean? If you know, you get a guy on the East Coast that man, you know. Being from the East Coast, you're like you're from Michigan, even you're hunting pressured land. You get on this. Sometimes you have to volume hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't particularly want to volume hunt. I like, you know, do like Andy May does, three four days and be done. That's what I'm trying to get to. But a lot of times situations, I have to volume hunt. You know, I may have three shooters. My three shooters aren't on 200 acre farm or 300 acre farm. Right. My two three shooters are on 5,000 acres. So that's a little different game there and they can bet anywhere. So now I've got to put some time in a tree. That's where my gear with my clothing, my boots and my tree stand, I can be okay being uncomfortable. You know what I mean? But I'm, you know what I mean? I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. That's what's key. I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's sitting in a tree all day, sucks ass and days on end. Anybody, you know, we all know that, but you want to make it the best you can make it. And my personal opinion is that's where your clothing and certain things like that are worth their weight in gold when you're really grinding the season out. Yep. No, I agree. And you know, one thing that I I'm glad the type of human I am, I'm okay with being cold to an yeah, like same here. I yep. I can be cold to an extent. Like you know, I can go out in 40 degrees and only have maybe one base layer on and an outer layer as long as I put a lot of merit into a vest, a good vest. Um, yeah, same here. I'm a big vest guy. Yep. yep. My feet can be cold. My hands can be cold. If my core and my neck is cold, I am done. So yep. as long as, you know, I've, I've got a, I've, dude, I've got an awesome system down that is like minimalist, like very, like, I don't like being the guy walking to the tree, hanging a stand or a saddle platform or something like that, climbing down and getting my clothes on that. To me, I don't like that guy. Like yeah. when I get to the base of the tree, I'm taking one trip up and that's it. Like I don't want to yeah. be on the ground that long. I want to take mm-hmm. one trip up. I'm not taking trips up and down. So that's what I've revolved my whole system, clothing, gear, everything around yeah. getting in, maybe sweating a little bit, but <clears throat> dealing with it. You know, not say I won't get up in the tree and have to put, you know, change a layer maybe. Um, but, you know, that's my whole deal is I want one trip up yep. and call her Hoyle, you know. 
Yeah, I pack a lot of times. I'll pack my extra clothes in because I sweat like a whore. Um, <laughs> I'm a big guy, so <laughs> <laughs> it, it could be 25 degrees. I'm gonna sweat. So well, what I do is uh, I'll put the you know put the clothes on the back of the pack or the tree stand or whatever. And typically, what I do is once I, I try to what I do is typically I hang. Um, like my set here with Lone Wolf, I throw the sticks up, throw a stand up one time, and I do come back the second time. I will come back down and grab my pack and my bow and then I'm up. Um, that's, I do two trips of mine. Well, um, and that's pretty good though, too. Yeah. But like you're saying, that's all the style hunter you are, too. And I'm going to probably mm. retract my statement the next time after this season because I'm getting into more public land, going deeper, going farther. And it's yeah. like, you know. I might sweat my bag off and it might be like, yeah. okay, we got to adapt here. We might have to pivot. Yeah. You know, you can get a little toasty. I mean, hey, yeah. sometimes, you know, I, I'm, I might be, you know, 75 yards off the road and it's not such a big deal. Or times right. I'm two miles back in. It just depends where deer are. Deer are in the situation. You know what I mean? But I've adapted my system where typically once I'm up to stand, I cool down a little bit. And then I put on, you know, put on my clothes and I'm big on merino wool and wool in general, yep. you know, in like a windbreaker type vest. Um, but my number one piece of gear, and every year I post up a story on Instagram, is I have a Numa heated vest. That is the number one piece of gear I have. I'm really? telling you, it, it 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 fits real tight. It's like an athletic fit. I'm telling you, it's worth its weight in gold. That thing is, I've had it for, I think it's supposed to be the fourth season, I believe I've had it. I carry a couple spare batteries with me. I'll kick that thing on like, you know, I get that mid-morning chill, 8.39 yep. o'clock. I kick that thing on medium, run to lunchtime. And usually I go to eat around lunchtime. I'll kick it on high and it'll kick on for me like 15 minutes. It's not, it's not like wearing a, you know, uh, you know, wearing a heated blanket or something like that. It just takes that edge off a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that has saved my ass on many, many trips to where maybe I didn't prepare for the weather quite good. Maybe it's a little, you know, rainier. That wind's what's going to get you. Typically, mm -hmm. you get a 40 degree, 40 degree day overcast of wind. You're probably going to get cold. You know what I mean? Um, for sure. That thing has saved my ass many, many of times. That is probably my favorite piece of gear. That and neck gator. You get a good oh, neck, neck gator. gator. Net gator and a heated vest, man, you can go a long ways. So I run a Merino net gator and I have for the last 10 years. And, you know, I don't even run like the, the, the real thick one. Like I, I'll run, you know, the medium to light one all year and it is enough yeah. for me. I just need it to knock yeah. the wind down. That's it. Yeah, because I won't wear a hood. Like I, no, I, like, I don't wear a hood either. It, 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 if there's a removable hood, I take it off. Yep. It, that, like I never wear jackets. Only time I wear a jacket is rain. I wear a rain jacket. Other than that, I do not wear any jackets uh, when I'm bow hunting. It's always merino wool, wool um, type. You know, pullover. Then it's the vest. That's mm -hmm. my or later. I never ever wear a hood unless unless said weather. You, you yep. know, it's a snowy day of rain. Then I'll put it on something like that. But I have to be able to hear. I, that drives me freaking nuts not be able to hear. So I hear I, I have before to hear. I see him usually. Yep, yeah, 100%. it seems like you hear more before you see him. Yep. Yep, I agree 100% with that. So let's let's pivot a little bit here from gear. I want to get into the mental side of things. Like you talk about being mentally prepped right now for the season. Let's let's get into that. What are you doing right now mentally prepping stuff because you know, for me, and I think a lot of other guys can say this too, is like, you know, you got cameras out, you're getting, you might not be getting pictures of the deer that you've been getting pictures of all summer. They're making that transition. Maybe you're not yeah. getting a picture of a deer that you want to chase or, you know, a caliber of a deer. All these little things can come in and just play mind games with you. How do you stay on the straight and narrow and be positive going into the season? Well, it's actually two phases for me. Uh, the first phase of what we're all in right now, um, anticipation phase 
you know, we're all fired up. We cannot wait to get in the tree. Mentally wise, you're pretty much at the peak, mm-hmm. you know, going into season. Um, so we're all just basically just sitting back waiting to get in the game. Now season's going to swing in here. Phase two's going to start. Now there's some guys that we just talked about already dropped some big velvets, some big bucks in these other states start of September. Sometimes guys are going to get lucky early October. You know, they're going to get the monkey off the back pretty quick. Oh, yeah. But probably 89% of us, we're going to be probably getting into October and November. We're going to grind it out. And I kind of look at it this way, like, yeah, I want to kill one early October, mid-October. That's my goal. But realistically, where I hunt, I'm probably going to be in a tree in end of October, November. So I'm starting to kind of kind of play out different situations over the last 30 years I've seen. You know okay. what I mean? I've yep. been in, you know, I've been in different situations. How if this, if this presents itself, this buck shows up, or this situation happens, how do I handle it? You know what I mean? I start running over like past things in the last 30 years, you know, from bow hunting and everything. And then, you know, I started getting that game plan together for a season, of course, early and then through the rut. But manly wise, I've done this long enough. And I would say majority of the time, I want to get my ass kicked. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> you know, being, being in this spot, you know, guys, they probably get tired of hearing about East Coast guys, how hard it is. And well, it does get tough. You know, I don't, you know, it is what it is. I deal with it. And that's what I, you know, what I'm dealt and I deal with it, but I know it's going to be tough and I'm okay with that. And that's where I'm mentally preparing myself. Yeah. I'm on cloud nine right now. I'm ready to go to season, get some big bucks on camera, but I know what happens usually. It doesn't pan out a lot of times, you know, most of the time it doesn't. So I'm preparing myself for, you know, it might be just be one of them seasons where it's a long drawn out season and when you get seasons like that, you know, it might be November 12th, 13th, 14th. Man, you're scrolling through social media and every one of your buddies, you swear, is killed Smacking a big Everybody you know has killed a big bike, except you. Yep. You're not seeing much. It's slow. Then you start getting down on yourself, you know, and you're just sitting there mentally just just done. Then you get sloppy. You start, you know what, you, go, you sleep in or, or you go get out of stand an extra five minutes early stuff like that then all before you know there's the opportunity just you just blew your season you know what i mean so that's from trying to stay mentally tough like even now i'm thinking about that situation middle november i still got a tag in my pocket um i haven't killed a buck yet you know i gotta be prepared for that i have to be still ready because it can happen last hour the last day you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um i've had it i've killed a buck the day before archery went out here in pa literally last half hour i was like well i'm gun hunting this year and there he came done you yep. know and i was tagged down that's how quick it can happen you know and that's the situations i fall back on a lot of times and just mentally prepare myself for i actually for a tough season you know yeah um because realistically a lot of us yes you can get on some good property you know not against those guys but that makes it a little bit easier but a lot of guys are going to be in a tough situation you know the quality of deer you're looking for may not be there many of them um you know hunting pressure all that plays into it where you know you have to be mentally prepared for that you know you're kind of preparing for the worst is kind of what i do for sure when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply so let me let me run a hypothetical here by you because I know you've been in this situation probably more times than not. So let's say you're in September, 
you've been getting pictures of good bucks. I mean, you're, I mean, we're in the middle of September, maybe in the latter part of September, where if you have an October 1st opener and, you know, you're getting pictures of this deer and that's all daylight and it's like, holy shit. Like, you know, how do you stay humble? Let's call it humble where you're not overconfident. Like, how do you keep yourself grounded and not get, cause I'll tell you what, like, Without saying too much, I've got a scenario right now where it's like something is taking over my life right now as far as yeah. whitetails go. And it's yeah. and I'm trying to stay like humble, trying grounded. to stay grounded. Yeah, stay grounded. Yep. yep. Like how are you doing that? Uh, I mean, what we've talked before, confidence is king. You gotta be confident, you know, in your game plan. You know, but that being said, when you have a situation like me, if I had a pretty good buck showing up, he's consistent day after day after day, the week before the season started, and, you know, Saturday's coming in. I know my game plan. I got everything lined up. But me personally, I'm going to be confident that I'm going to go in, me personally, my woodsmanship, my scouting, everything lined up. I'm going to do the right thing that day. I'm going to go in and I'm going to kill him. But I can't control other things, other people, other hunters. I can't control that. So that's going to be in the back of my mind that, you know what? If something happens and I don't get that opportunity and it doesn't, you know, something screws up and he leaves, that, that buck shifts and I can't get back on or somebody else kills him, move on to the next. That's all it is. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. It's just a deer. It's just a deer. Move on. You know what I mean? Don't yep. don't lose sleep over it. I mean, we all do. I'll be the first one to admit, hey, even I'm grinding, I'm trying to stay mentally prepared for a long, tough season. Long, tough seasons suck ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know we I mean? more it's than mentally, that. <laughs> trust me, I'm not the state. I've been doing this for a long time. I've been successful, but it's still, there's the years like you're up or like, it's just not my year. You, you know what I mean? Sometimes, but you have to still stay confident and think it's going to happen. And if some, if a scenario happens like that, it screws up, move on to the next one. That's mm-hmm. all it is. You know, don't lose sleep over it, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's easier said than done. Let's just yes, put it that yes, way. But yes, it is. you know, I think the, I, I think what you're kind of getting at, and this is something I've went through and really accepted is the moment you can accept that you just might not get it done this year or, and I'm not saying be, don't, don't be negative. Don't tell yourself you're not going to kill, but the moment that you can accept yeah. like, Hey, if I don't kill one this year, if it doesn't work out, I'm okay with that. The better 100%, it gets, the better 100%. it gets. And, and I will say this, um, that confidence of being okay, not having a tag punch in the season that comes from being successful for many of seasons too. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, because if you're new to the game, you haven't been successful, you've been struggling, that can be mentally, mentally hard, you know, to get that mindset. That's where I tell guys, I see a lot of this right now on social media. Everybody's reaching too high. You know, guys got to realize most of the country, 120 inch deer is a hell of a deer. On, hell of a deer. You know, on public, even on private, that's yep. a damn good deer. I'm seeing these guys putting this bar up to 140, 50 inches in places they shouldn't be doing it. You know what I mean? And you guys need to maybe take a step back. Don't worry about social media. Don't worry about killing so much to, to, to put something on the ground. Sit back, kill some does. Kill 105-inch eight-point this year. You know what I mean? Be happy with that. Go for that challenge. Then work your way up. Then you're going to get the confidence, okay, to go out there. And if you have a bad year, you're okay with that. 
You know what I mean? You're not, it's not, you know, because this stuff can, trust me, I've been there. It can ruin marriages. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You can get wrapped up in this a little too much at times also, you yeah. know? So I, I tell you, you think about all the years you've been hunting. How many big bucks have we gotten on camera? All this tons. You know what I mean? Yes. But there's always the next one, man. There's always another one. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'll be you know, honest yeah, with you too. There's, there in all the bucks that I've killed, I'd really have to probably go back and, and really crunch the numbers. But in all the bucks I've killed, I'll bet you a majority of them I didn't have on camera. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Like they're just either, yep. either, you know, new bucks that you're like, where the hell did he come from? Or, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, but man, I still like running cameras though. I'm oh, not going to lie mean, to you. I love cameras. And, but I tell guys, I was killing before cameras. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Not yep. to be arrogant, but I was killing them all the time. I'm 45. I was at this game. I mean, I remember when the first cameras come out, they were the 35 millimeter, you know, running to the, you know, whatever thrift store to get them developed mm-hmm. and all that stuff. You know, I remember them days, you know. Yep. Um, but yeah, I love running cameras too. But like I said, you can you can get a little tied up into a little bit too much and mentally it can hurt you too. So yep. you got to step back and be confident. I tell guys, confidence is king is being consistent. Um, but you can be cocky too. You know what I mean? For sure. And, and to get yourself in trouble that way. But when it comes to situations of getting these big bucks, everybody, like I said, we're all in this high right now. But just take a step back, take a breath. Doesn't work out, go to plan B. And have a plan B, plan C. You know what I mean? Have those backups. I, I like the fact that when you brought up, you like to go back and replay a lot of the scenarios you've been in over the years. Like yeah. that's huge. Like, and it doesn't have to be all the successful ones. I'm talking about no, the, no. the encounters that may not have happened or where, you know, the deer was just 40 yards too far. Like, what do I need oh, to do different? Yeah. Or, you know, and I, I, this is one thing I referred to is, you know, I missed a buck a couple years ago. I think it was 2020. I missed a buck shot over his back and, and uh, I was upset, but you know, some things leading up to that day or like in that day, put me in position to kill that deer and yes i'm i can control my shot process i can go back to the drawing board there i can't control what the deer does i have to just use my ability the best i can to try to get in front of them and i did the control part is where i screwed up and i just went to the drawing board and and i'm like this is how i gotta fix it you know yeah i mean right now this like for me, you know, football season's coming in here. Oh, dude. Fall's coming. Cooler weather's coming. Man, I'm telling you what, man. It's like last couple of days here, it's been so damn hot and humid this year in PA, and I'm sure a lot across the country. And last couple of days, it's still a little warm for me, but you're you're feeling that in the air a little bit. And me, my mind, as soon as I start feeling it, I get this 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 weird sensation, this weird feeling. It probably sounds strange, but I just go start going thinking back at the past hunts, not so much like you said, successful hunts, but like, you know how it is this November 6th, 7th, and you hear the, you hear the chase. Oh you know yeah, I mean? dude. Oh, that, that there, man. <laughs> it's just, you hear that, you hear it. You hear them twigs snap and you're like, you, you, you snap your head around, you hear it. And oh. it's like, you hear that grunt and you, then, then the anticipation of like, is it a shooter or is it a spike? You know, you don't yep. know that. And then you see, you see a couple bucks and it's like, is there a good one there? You know, and it just, they going to run by you, you know, and it just, that rush right there is why I do it, man. That just, that is awesome. I am, you know, that I am shivering right up, now, man. dude. I've got gooseies because <laughs> the thing is I'll have that morning and I'll be standing and I'll watch like just what you explained, like crispy morning. Oh, yeah. I'll watch a couple bucks brat, oh. brat, just come by yeah. and all of a sudden they'll run off. And then I, I literally will out loud wish for myself. I'll just be like, 
fuck yes like you oh, know yeah. i just love yeah. that feeling you know i mean i'm you know i'm known as a rut hunter and i'm okay with that because that's hunting for me yeah like that 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 i mean hey i want to kill one i love killing october 1st be, you know get the monkey off the back you yep. know and all that stuff but man there's something about being in a tree when they start chasing and bucks got their nose to the ground they're kind of being dumb Man, I mean, there's a place to hunt, you know, these river bombs and that. You could hear down these bombs, 150, 200 oh, yards. Oh, yeah, dude. You could hear it. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, and there's them mornings. What's crazy is, you know, I hunt, I don't know, maybe two dozen days a year or something like that through archery and through rifle. And there's only one or two days, maybe three days of them kind of like golden, just, just the days. You yep. know what I mean? That you experience like, this is phenomenal. You know, you see 15 deer, 20 deer, see seven or eight bucks. You see them cruise, you see them chasing you'll hear bits and pieces of that through a rut, but like the prime days, there's only a couple of them usually, you know what I mean? Just yep. the, the amazing days, man. That's just, man, that shit gets me fired up. Yeah. And last year for me around here, Michigan, it was November 2nd through the 5th. And after yeah. the fifth dude, it was for me anyway, it was dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, well, cool, man. So next up on my list here is visualizing the season. And I want to ask you a little bit more about that because are you actually visualizing like micro situations? Like, okay, I got this buck on camera. Like, this is how he's working this area. If he stays put right here, this is how I'm going to attack it. Do you kind of play that out in your head or how do you visualize it? Yeah. I mean, a lot of times, like I said, I'm real big in my postseason scout. And, you know, then that, transitions into your summer bubble scout and trail cameras and right now i'm putting all them pieces together in my head um so i'm, so I'm like this last week and i pulled cards i got three really good ones on this last card pull okay um they're in a general area of each other you know i can get in there and probably kill every any one of them out a couple locations so how i'm visualizing this scenario is all right cameras told me i have shooters you know, multiple shooters. So now I'm visualizing, visualizing is my, I go back to my postseason scout. Mm -hmm. Where was my, where I'm looking for the spot within the spot. You know what I mean? You know, that kill tree is hard to come by. You know, sometimes that takes years of a certain look, like in your right hunting, it takes a little bit to find that exact tree. Um, but I'm trying to find that spot where I can go in and I think I can have multiple opportunities, these bucks. Yep. That's what I'm trying to visualize right now. You know, I, I, I know these spots because these are like, I tell guys, you got to take that postseason scouting, take your summer trolling cameras, your, your in-season trail cameras, then your in-season scouting. You got to put that all together. There's your puzzle. You know what I mean? It's together for you. Now you got to go in and kill. Um, but so excuse me, I lost my train of thought. Um, but anyway, uh, what the, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. You're good. No, you're, you're talking like. about, you're talking about, <laughs> no, you're good, dude. Cause I, I, I do the same thing. You're talking yeah. about the spot within the spot and how, oh, to, how yeah, you're visualizing yeah, the yeah, situation. Sorry about that. I'm starting to visualize all that. Like, how am I going to approach this situation now? Um, my postseason scout, okay. I got two or three spots I found, um, that, that was last year's in season hot sign. You know what I mean? Basically, when you're postseason scouting, that's what you're finding. You're finding last year's hot sign. You know what I mean? When yep. you're doing a lot of that postseason scouting. And what I'm doing, okay, I have a historical sign there also. Okay, so I know this area is going to heat up probably around a certain time frame. I'm starting to visualize all that right now. You know, if these bucks are in this general area, in the general time frame, I know now where I'm getting a game plan together for these certain spots. Either October, I'll try to kill them, or come to right, I'm going to try to kill them. That's kind of what I'm visualizing now. You know, my entry, which is 
key. That is one of the biggest things um, I've learned the last couple of years too off a lot of the a lot of the killers is that entrance in your exit, especially yep. that entrance. You, yep. you know what I mean? Um, but that's all that I'm kind of visualizing right now is I'm going through, you know, I have my trail cameras out there. You know, I, I'm on maps all the time, like my Spartan Forge app. I go in there and I'm constantly playing out situations. My morning's going in, my evening hunts, my midday scouts. Like that's always going through my head. I'm always playing that stuff through my head. And when the season comes in, something shows up on camera or hot sign I get on. I know what I'm doing. I'm, I I know how that how to play those cards. You know. Yeah, dude, and that's that's crazy. That you said that. it's almost like you've been scouting with me on on a piece of public this whole spring because there's an area that I found a buddy and I found it, and it's 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 awesome. It's secluded oaks inside some. Cedar Swamp in. I don't want to yeah. give too too much away, but yeah, yeah, too much away. Yep. <laughs> but but when I first when we first found it, I'm like, man, I'm I'm entering from right here. So then I go back in the summer and I wanted to break this the the, the spot within the spot. I wanted to break it yeah. down more. So I went in the summer. Yes. I did like a two hour scout and I put some more cameras out. And dude, I found a couple beds that just totally makes sense on why I should not be entering from where I thought I should yeah. be entering. Yeah. And I totally came home and I was on Onyx and I'm like, okay, I've, I've got to rethink this. And now mm-hmm. I've got a spot like I honestly think is where it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and I have yet to be, I, I'll be totally honest with you. I've circled an area that I have yet to even walk in. And what I'm going to do is the first day I go in to hunt it, I'm going to like kind of, it's going to be one of those spots where it's like, you're going to have to sit it to figure it out. You know what I mean? It might yeah. take a couple yeah. sits. Yeah, that happens. Yep. Yeah. And, and I almost kind of want to go in there and bump them. I kind of want to go in yeah. there and just be like, okay, I, I know where you're at now. Now I'm going to kill yeah, you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, me as a runner, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find that spot within the spot. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of, I can pretty much put myself in a ballpark pretty quick. You know what I mean? But sometimes that fine tuning, it might take two or three seasons sometimes. For sure. A type, you know, scenario. You know, a lot of times my rut stands, my good ones are consistently good year after year. Um, the, you know, to find those kind. It takes a little bit to find. And when you do, those ones there, they're, they're out there. Now, I'm always a big believer, those spots like that, they're out of the timber. You just got to find them. Um, you want to consistently – I'm not chasing one particular buck. I'm looking for a good buck. And those spots there are money if you want to con- consistently kill a good buck every year if you find them in a rut, you know, that end of October and November. You get a handful of those spots. You kind of learn when them does are starting to pop. You know what I mean? Yep. You can start playing a little game with your cameras and you start figuring that stuff out. And, man, you can just key in on those spots, put two, three days in and kill pretty consistently all the time you know that's something that you know i've talked to you about and you've got like a two three day kind of rule isn't that right like you you'll give a yeah, spot depends, two or three yeah, days it, it it comes as a gut gut feeling yep. um if it says i gotta be there i can get in get out hunt four days i'll hunt four days and that's what it's gonna take if i go under half a day or a day and it's like mm, i ain't feeling this I'm out of there. You know what I mean? I'm going to go find the hot stuff. You know, you got to yep. get in it. You know, you can't hunt cold stuff. You know what I mean? There's got to be something there telling you to be there. You well, know? and, you know, here's another hypothetical. So I want to know, and this is where I think a lot of guys get get uh, hung up, and I'm the same way. It's like, okay, so if you got this spot that's delivered, you know, year in and year out, and, you know, the sign is there, but the movement's not. 
So, I mean, when do you, when does your gut say, I got to get out of here? Or, you know, when you do get out of there, does it ever say, ah, I need to go back in there. I need to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, how does well, that, that work? Well, my thing is to say I'm at a spot historically wise, it's good. It produces from a certain time frame. Say November 1st, November 7th, it's always really good. This year, it's not. Why? Is it weather related? That could be a big, big influence. Sure. Right? Um, like we did that, what, 2020? We had that, what, 70 degree days for was oh, it, 10 days straight. That absolutely crushed everybody, including myself. Mm -hmm. I killed that big one in Iowa. I come back, PA, I'm thinking, I'm killing a hog in PA. And then we got 70 degree weather, and it just, that was it. You know, yeah. I had one opportunity then, and it was just like wolf. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you got to look at that. Why? You know what I mean? Has the crop rotation changed? Maybe there was standing corn, it's cut now. You know what I mean? Hunting pressure. Yeah, that's why I kind of stepped back in that situation. If historically wise over years, I have camera data and in stand data, data that go by and something changed. You know, I got to figure out what changed. You okay. know what I mean? Um, that's a big plus for running cameras, I believe, too. Um, check your cameras in the location. If everything's dead, get the hell out of there. Yep. You just if for whatever reason, then, then then you monitor that the next year. Maybe the place is dried up for whatever reason. You know, something has changed. Uh, logging or something. You know what I mean? Yep. That's how I handle that situation. Okay. You know, I will stick out an area. If it's dead and I got that gut feeling, yeah, I don't care how good it's been, I'm out of there. You almost got to have that mentality, time is money. You got to move, you yes. got to keep moving. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, you think about it, like you really think about it. It's the hunting season in general is a short window for all of us. Oh dude. You, so you know short. I mean, it's yeah. Before you know it, your last week of your archery season, you're like, well, shit, it where to go. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You think you have all the time in the world and before you know it, it's like, well, son of a bitch. You know what I mean? So that's one thing I said, I, we talked earlier is I've learned from some of the best is now I'm an all day grinder. I'll hunt two, three days or whatever it takes to be in a stand. But you can still be aggressive that style when you need to move when you need to move. If you're not in the chips, get in it. Do it, you know, make that move to get into the action. You know what I mean? It's yeah. out there. You just got to go find it. And that's something I've really picked up because I've been guilty of it too, is I've hunted the spot that's just good. I consistently kill. Well, I'm hunting that spot five, six days or in around that area, not in the same, same tree. I'm wasting days. I should have moved three days ago. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep. That's what I've really learned and taken from a lot of these guys is go find it, you know, don't, you know, go find it. Don't wish for it. Make it happen. Yeah. It, 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 it's a, it's a reoccurring theme. Don't be afraid to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, don't, don't be, be afraid. afraid to screw up. Yep. You know, I, I was just at Andre DeQuist's house a few weeks ago for Lone Wolf Custom Gear event for a meetup. And let me something. That was the first time I got to meet that man. He's arguably, he's on the Mount Rushmore. We can put him up there as one of the all-time greats. Um, I saw some of the deer he killed. Holy shit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but one thing I took from him was his confidence and how aggressive he is. He don't give a shit if he bumps a deer. You know what? You go on to the next. If he can't hunt him down, he'll try his best to go after that one deer. If it doesn't work out, he's going to go find one. You know, he's looking for that haunt sign constantly. He's not sitting on cold sign. Um, that's something I really picked up on him is the confidence and the aggressive hunting style that he has. Okay. I want to stop you real quick because yep. I want to piggyback off something you just said. Now, this is just me being a podcast host because I feel like a lot of people listen to this on their radio or in their vehicle or whatever is like, but he lives in Iowa. So I'm going to ask you something here yep. just, just real quick. I, we know Iowa is what Iowa is. It, it is what it is, you know. But what I'm saying is, like, the guys that are listening to this that are from a state like we come from, PA, Michigan, whatever, yeah. 
Yep. I want to know, like, is he that way because he might know of three one sixties, three one fifties, three one forties that he's got? Like, okay, this one I bumped him, but yep. I know I've got four more yeah, in the back. It's a numbers game. Yep, you know exactly what I mean. So, no. like, the guy yep. that's sitting there listening to this is like, well, that yep. might be only, like I don't want to push it because of. I might yeah, only have exactly. that one, you know? Yeah, that, and that is very understandable. Um, now, just like I said, talking to Andre, he was doing it before Iowa. I will say sure. that. You know what I mean? Yep. He was in the big woods of Wisconsin getting on world-class animals. So that's how I look at it. And trust me, yes, Iowa, Kansas, Illinois, that's a whole different ball game in a lot of them places. Doesn't, I don't take nothing away from them guys because it's a different type of hard work, you know? But yep. There's more targets, no doubt. You can screw up a lot more and still have success because, you know, for every one or two we have, they got 10. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's not being an asshole. That's just how it is. Sure. You know what I mean? It's a numbers game. Yep. I still, and like I said, just talking to some other gentlemen, stuff like that, have been at this game a long time. They're consistent. I think if we can be too passive, I think Mr. Dan Infall talks about it. You yep. know what I mean? You're starting to educate the deer. And that's kind of something I've even, I'm guilty. In October, I'm horrible. That's why I'm trying to become a better October hunter is that's where I think you look at Jake Bush. How much more damn aggressive do you got to be? Huh. He is super aggressive, but he's one smart son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? We talked about those details. Yep. Well, that's why, you know, that's a very, very aggressive hunting style. Um but he has high odds success though. You yeah. know what I mean? Because he's paying attention to everything. So be aggressive, but you got to be smart. Right. You know what I mean? You got, that's for the woodsmanship. That's why I tell guys, you got to become a good woodsman before anything. And that takes a long time. That yep. takes killing does and four corns. That takes putting hundred miles on them boots. That takes hundreds of hours in a tree stand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then get to that point. Then you can learn to be aggressive in certain situations to be consistent, be successful. Yep, I agree. And and when I ask that question, I'm not trying to take any way, anything away from Andre or anybody else no, no. That, that lives out in those, you know, quote unquote, better states for hunting. Yeah, I, I, it's just you know I wanted to ask the question because that's something oh, that I struggled with. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? And I yep. still, there's still times where I struggle with it, but it's like, you know what? Don't get emotionally attached to that animal. Like, yeah. Yeah. I know it's yeah. really easy to say, but like, oh, it's there's right more now, deer. I, have, I, got, I got a couple lined up right now, you know, and based off historical data, um, I'm going to go in after them October 1st. If my condition's right, there's a couple bucks I'm having play, and they're damn good bucks for PA. Um, but, I know how this game works too, <laughs> you know, right? With the pressure and just their animals, they're wild. I got a Things question happen, for you, you know? about going in after a deer the first day. So this year, mm-hmm. October first lands on a Saturday. Okay, yep. what is your take? And I know you've done it before, but what is your take going in on opening day on a Saturday when you know everybody on public land is going to be there? Like, what's your uh, take on that? Are you still going? Are you saying that? 100%, 100% okay. going in. I will not hesitate. Um, I will not hesitate. Um, if a guy walks in on me, screws me up, then that's that's how it was. Yeah. And I'll go back to plan B. Um, but I will not hesitate. That's something I've learned over the years. Um, like I said, the aggressive hunting smart, but being aggressive, um, I'm going to make the aggressive move. Um, if the conditions line up, now I'm not going to go in there and hunt a sloppy wind condition or a sloppy entrance or anything like that. You know what I mean? Or I'm kind of just banking on damn luck mm-hmm. that I got lucky and he didn't bust me. I'm going to play the woodsmanship card, hunt smart, um, but I'm not going to worry about everybody else. I'm going to go in and kill them. 
Yep. Yeah, that's kind of how my play is. You know, yep. gotcha. I, I couldn't tell you how many times I've had, um, like I said, I'm more rut hunter. Rut's a little different because um, things are happening a lot fast a lot of times in rut. You know, things could, you know, it could suck right now and next day, next minute you kill to 150, you know, but I can't tell you how many guys hunting PA with a lot of pressure, how many guys walk behind me, you know, even just small game hunters come up and start talking to you to stand, you know, <laughs> you know just crazy shit. And I've killed deer an hour later, you know, yep. it's just, it happens, you know, you just got to accept that kind of stuff. Don't, don't let that kind of stuff bother you. It, you know, it, it happens to all of us, every one of us, we got that crazy shit that happens. Um, just move on to the next. Gotcha. Okay. So, you know, we're coming up on time here, but I got uh, a couple more questions here. So mm-hmm. being primarily a successful rut hunter, you're a big rut hunter and you're damn good at it. What mm-hmm. is the biggest thing you are keying in on for trying to possibly kill one early to mid October? Cause you want to, you're talking about, you want to be a better October hunter. What yeah. are you keying in on for that early phase of October or the mid phase of October? Uh, that, that's going to be primary scrapes right off security cover. Um, I'm talking the first scrape off cover, uh, that off their bed. That's, um, and it could be, could be a lump, you know, could be an oak, oak also that could, you know, a good patch of oaks dropping right off the security cover. I could be on that, you know, a food source. Um, but a lot of my situations, there's big scrapes right off of some, of some bedding, um, if the right bucks in these situations, I check cameras or I sell cams or whatever I have going on. That's where I'm going to hunt off of. I'm, okay. I'm going and being aggressive off probably primary scrapes off bedding or a known food source hot right off the security cover. I got you. Okay. That makes sense. And mm. you know, I, I, that, I don't know. That's one of those things that like, I'm kind of like you, like I'm trying to get better at the early and mid like of October, because yeah. I love that yep. latter part of October uh, yep. time frame, you know. So, um, just going in and and not and trying not to blow your load for lack of a better term, like yeah. that first weekend or the first week of October, you know what I mean? Yeah. Be smart about it. So, yeah, yeah. All right, exactly. I got a couple more questions here. This is something, um, my buddy David Riley want or like he him and i were talking he's like this is something i don't really hear a lot of people talking about so i'm gonna ask a lot of my guests this you're gonna be the first one so i'm gonna call it the 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 dj segment because uh everybody calls him dj so this is the dj segment um tell me what (laughs) exactly tell me what you believe is your greatest strength uh probably just my grind (laughs) i mean i just it just mentally wise i can grind um if you tell me you got to be in that stand dark to dark for the next 14 days straight, and that's what I got to do, okay, that's what I'm going to do. That mentally wise, I can do that. I can grind out a tough season. Um, that's probably uh, I'm probably my best thing that I have is I just don't get down. You know what I mean? Um, I, mentally or physical wise, I can just keep going. That's that's the thing that really has led to my success. Um, like I said, you start getting to that called the volume hunting, which I've done yep. a lot being hunt PA and being the fact that I'm PA and I do a lot of volume hunting here, um, that's made me, um, just, I, I've been able to be mentally, physically tough in them situations. That's probably my biggest asset I've had for me personally. Okay. I got you. So on the flip side of that, what is your biggest weakness? Uh, that's October. Um, it, for a simple reason, up until the last two years, uh, my biggest weakness is, 
listening too much bullshit about the October law, reading magazines, watching TV, like we all did growing up, that October you can't kill a buck. Can't kill a big buck in October. Earlier mid, that's bullshit. Um, I have personally, I've killed deer in that time frame, nothing really big. Um, but my trail camera data, knowing other guys that run a lot of cameras that have been successful that time frame, um, that's probably actually the most deadliest time of the year to kill one consistently. Uh, once you get, you know, start figuring it out and figure that game out. That, that's my weakness is believing the bullshit of October. Okay. So I'm going to break it down a little bit farther. What is your, mm. what is your, like, what is your biggest weakness that is more like micro level? Like, is it, you know, it could be in your shot sequence. It could be, you know, movement in the tree. I don't know. But like, what is your biggest weakness on kind of a micro level? Uh, on a micro level, my weakness, let me think here. Um, you know what? I, I, I can, I can get like everybody else. I mean, sometimes I guess you can get a little lazy. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, you know, I think, I think I've been guilty of that, even as I pride myself on being hard ass, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, getting up and going, grinding. you know, th- th- I think there's sometimes where there, where I know where I need to be. Um, and then you can play head games and you go to that easy spot or you go to that old reliable and you know, you shouldn't be there. I, I've, that's probably weakness that I've been trying to get better over the last couple of years to tell myself, you know, where you need to be, you need to be there. Yep. You know what I mean? Don't go the easy route. You, you know what I mean? I think that's something I've, I've last probably two years, like I said, talking to a lot of these guys and getting a lot of confidence talking to these gentlemen, um, is, you know, when it's time to get in the game, you got to get in the game, you know, don't talk yourself out. I think I've been guilty of that over the years, um, of just, uh, maybe you take the easy morning, you, you know what I mean? To, to, to us, you know, our old reliable stand, you know, and stuff like that, instead of going where you need to be. That's what I was looking for right there. Like yeah. that's, yeah. that's the moneymaker because mm. you know, those, I mean, it happens to everybody, you know, it's oh, like, yeah. I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to walk a half mile back in this swamp to get in the stand. You know what I mean? Let's, yeah, let's yeah. just play the, play the, by the road game kind of thing, dude. Everybody oh, goes know, through. We, yeah. I mean, we were just saying about that, that visual visualizing the season, you know, but there was a spot I was in Saturday. I'm thinking, Oh man, I don't want to go there. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's over an hour. You know, I, if I take my e-bike in and it's pretty good haul, it's every bit over an hour, just to get to the tree. That's yep. not setting up. You know, yep. and, you know, you, you do that in the middle of all, you know, you've been doing the grind for a while and, and that's where you got to be. That's mentally tough there and physically because you're worn out. That's where you get, it, you can play some head games with yourself. That's why I said we get back to that visualizing the season, visualize what, you know what, when time comes, you know, you got to do it. You got to do it. Start yep. preparing yourself now for that. You for know? sure, man. Okay. Last question. I swear. Yep. If you could put a day on it, when are you going to kill this, this fall? <laughs> oh damn because i know what i want to kill I, I i mean i want to kill october 1st i get a couple of these bucks but i, I know this I'll, I'll give you my situation unfortunately i've got some really good bucks in certain areas big woods mountain areas that's where i'm getting on a lot of good deer unfortunately where i work and like my evening getting out in the evenings i literally have like a two-hour drive like i'll never get there so basically i'm limited to saturdays in october to hunt these certain areas until i'm on vacation gotcha. you know what i mean um, so yeah, but if you're going to give me a date, I'll go old school. Um, November, November 3rd, I'll kill. I like it. Yeah. You heard it here, folks, Ryan. Yeah, I'll get gonna, back to my rut. Yeah. Yeah. He's going <laughs> to get back to his roots and kill on the th- yeah. November 3rd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good deal, yeah. man. I, my goal always just, yeah, if I kill one solid buck a year, that's always my goal. And I'm trying, I mean, I'm trying to, I like to, I, I listen to a lot of Andy May stuff. Um, 
you know, he's so limited on time. It's amazing what he does. I'm like, man, I got the time. I just need to figure out that recipe. You know right. what I mean? That's why I'm starting to be more aggressive and I'm trying to up multiple states now, you know, because, you know, I'm 45 and you know, I want to kill three or four bucks a year. That's mm-hmm. kind of my goal. You know what yep. I mean? I'm not trying to be greedy, but just that's what I want to do. For sure, man. Well, good deal, Ryan. Dude, thank you very much for coming on and doing this again. It's always a fun hey, time with Anytime, you, man. man. I love I love bullshit and whitetails, man. So it's always a good time. Heck yeah, man. Well, good luck this fall. And uh, I know we'll be talking in this fall and doing another podcast because November 3rd, when you kill, we're, we're going to talk about it on here. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, man. And there you have it. Thank you very much, Ryan, for coming on. It always great talking to you, buddy. Um, guys, please go to iTunes, leave a five-star reading in a written review. I'm going to say it again. Um, do that, please. It'll help out a lot. And also go check out the partners that help me out and the ones that I believe in. Exodus, Outdoor Gear, Vector, Custom Shop, Helix, Broadheads, Latitude, Tree Saddles, and Garmin. Go check them out. You won't be disappointed. If you guys have any questions, like I said, DM me, hit me up. I'll get back to you. So thank you guys very much. Good luck this fall. We'll be talking to you right here next week on the Fall Podcast. Podcast.